Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Reverse Cowboy. What are you oh, making at the moment? Like um, well, we just, I just made a film, actually. Just uh, exec produced my first film. Oh, nice. And uh, it's called Some Otherhood. It's with uh, Adam Deacon. I don't know if you saw it. Another yeah. Hood, a film he made about 10 years ago. Yeah. Did, did, did they do... Was Kid Hood the first one? Yes, yeah, so it was Kid Hood, Adulthood. Yeah. My mate Jamie was in Kid Hood, I think. Jamie Winston, Winston she's yeah. in our film. Oh, is she well. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm good mates with her sister Lois. She's so my mate. Good no, I've met her. Yeah. So I know Jamie through her, but yeah. Well, we've got some. We've got in this film. No oh, way. I had to go and meet him in a hemp shop. He started talking about Boris Johnson and Peppa Pig World because that was that just. Well, what happened at Peppa Pig World? Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson came out and was supposed to do a speech, and then he started going off piste saying uh, he, he lost his thing. Does anybody? Um, I, I I can't. I, uh, everybody must go to Peppa Pig World. Um, uh, and, every, and all the journalists are just sitting there looking. Going, it's it's, a, it's mar- marvelous. Um, I love. It. Wait, listen. Um, Boris Johnson's a fucking comedy genius. You got to give him that. And Donald Trump. He's Donald like, Trump's the, the best. Comedian Donald I've Trump. ever seen in my life. Yeah, same. Shame, shame he has the power to ruin people's lives, and you same with Boris. Th- that was the thing with like with, with, with Trump and with Boris was that yeah. you know they did provide massive comedy sort of you know because yeah. like, they they just shook everything up so much. And I said for a comedian, you kind of miss those those politicians, but. The problem with that is that, as you say, they've got too much power. They yeah. should just be on the comedy circuit somewhere, knocking around doing sort of five minutes at Kingston or something. You know? Yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have the nuclear code, should he? No, you know? it shouldn't. No, be. I agree. No. Like, no. They, but then again, neither should an eighty-two-year-old man, and neither should. I don't think anyone should have the code. No, I don't personally. think an eighty-two-year-old man. <laughs> really I, should I, have I want them. Let's be honest. <laughs> What, what job is suitable for an eight-year-old? I'm not being horrible. Um, it's a fact. Your yeah. brain's gone at that point. Are we yeah, talking well about gone. Biden? Is he, is he yeah, 80? Yeah. He's, he's 80. 82. Yeah. He's, he's fucked, a cracker. He? he comes out with some beauties. Yeah. He's talking about rambling, but he's not doing it. Boris Johnson's doing that. He's calculated. He's so mm. clever. Oh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. yeah the comedy shit. Like you said, you mm. shouldn't win elections on the back of being a good comedian, but 
Donald Trump's mastery of the of the insult, loser, is <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. Talking of um, famous leaders, Hitler's alligator just died. Fuck me. Yeah. Wow. He had this Old alligator. He was uh, 84 and he was a na- Nazi alligator. <laughs> and he was called Heinz. And he's been living in a Moscow zoo. And uh, yeah, he's just, just died. So, you know, shout out to natural, Heinz. Natural causes, yeah. Yeah, but Matt, Hitler, what am I cunt? Is <laughs> Cyanide <if you> <laughs> pill, apparently. Yeah. He did that with Blondie, didn't he? You know, when Hitler was in the bunker, supposedly, he, um, he, his favourite thing was his dog Blondie, wasn't it? And he was like, Blondie, it is time. We have to go. And he uh, he, t- he gave his dog a cyanide pill to make sure they work. And he was like, Blondie! He killed the dog as well. Yeah, he Spiteful. killed his dog. Yeah. I know, he could have just let the dog out. Someone would have looked after it. Sure. Well, always ends up in a bunker, in a ditch, or under like a sewage pipe. Sniver. That's yeah. like where I live, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, you live underground. Yeah. Yeah. I do, yeah. He always says I live underground. I'll tell you, one of the best, if anyone's ever seen it, I love a bit of trash TV, yeah? yeah. You ever seen Doomsday Preppers? Uh, no, This is a good, good sensational show. It's about preppers. You know what prepper is? Yeah, I, Someone I think it's coming. Yeah, for all different reasons. One reckons it's going to be a nuclear winter. One reckons it's going to be societal collapse, whatever. They've all built these bunkers. Oh, they just let the people be their own little superstars, showing them around their bunkers, the way they've hidden their food and maximised the space. Get yeah. on it. Doomsday preppers. I'm, I'm kind of like a shit oldie doomsday prepper myself because I live in a field a bit like off-grid. I want to be a prepper. I've not got any weapons stored up yet or anything, but I might do, yeah. Well, you live in a field. Yeah. When you say off-grid, where, whereabouts? Well, I can't tell you. I, I can't can tell you, I can tell you off air. It wouldn't be a secret Yeah, anymore, but it's, uh, it's near, near Epping Forest. I do think about it. I do think about it quite a lot. I think I think what well, I'd like to get a, a big gaff and then just like starts as like I want to put a nightclub in my garden underground. Yeah, so no one can ever. Hear. And that's a completely normal thing to do. That is a perfectly normal thing to so do. So go on, F- you've just finished the film. So finished the film. Yeah, it's called Some Motherhood. We just um, we just uh, had a few offers come through from from distributors. So nice. when you make a film, you you got to hope that a distributor buys your film. Otherwise, nobody will ever see it. Yeah. And um, is it good though? It, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> good yeah. it is good thank god yeah. and uh yeah so we've we've had a we've had an offer from a from a big distributor now so Fucking it'll yes. be in the cinemas congratulations cheers are you, are you acting in it as well or just making it I, d- I stepped in for jamie oliver he couldn't do it he said he, he, he i stepped in and played his part and it was in the bank heist it's, it's a mental movie there's like there's so many people it's basically every anyone who i've ever met in my life yeah. is in this film and if it isn't any good no one will ever answer the phone to me ever again so, when's it at soon yeah i'm uh, we're looking at maybe april um, Easter holidays. It's all done, like edited and yes, yeah, done. Oh, mate, all that's done. exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because we just we started as just like a. It was me and my two mates. I've got two friends from from Romford, and they're in they're in the property industry, and they just yeah. came up to me and said, "We want to make a movie." And I said, "You're mental." Yeah. I said, you're, "You're better off digging a hole in the garden and chucking a million quid in there and setting fire to it. They probably get a better return." And this was in lockdown, right. so they just kept coming to me more and more. And in the end, I just said, "All right, let's do it." People that have got to get rid of it for tax, don't they? Yeah. You want to spend it on something good? Well, Tony I, Soprano, and to it, it. I think my mates were just bored, <laughs> yeah. and they just wanted to do That's something great. other than you know properties and stuff. So, yeah, they uh, they they fancied doing film, and they were very lucky that we managed to make something that people actually so like. Was, was you involved in Kid Outhood and the other one? No, no, that meant that, so. so how does that work? Like jumping onto that. Well, kidhood, adulthood, those movies were were a different franchise altogether. They were, took themselves very seriously. Anotherhood, which is the spoof version of those, is of that, that what genre. this is? This is a comedy. Ah, right. Yeah. So we just made a, a comedy um, of that uh, genre, basically. Adam Deacon was involved in the first one, and then didn't he get screwed over by the industry or something? 
Is yeah, that, is he that got screwed over by the industry and, and by that and, guy and, and, and that guy um, yeah. and and uh, and yeah, and Adam sort of had a very public battle with his mental health. Right, struggled quite a lot with that, and um, he's just been incredible the last the last wow. couple of years. You know, he's he's written, starred, and directed in this film. So he's, he's come back. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, I mean, he's, for he's on top top form. Tell him to check his messages from me because yeah. I remember. Oh <laughs> no! Guy. You know, yeah. when, you know yeah. when you find Dick that someone ain't doing yeah. too well. Yeah, I send him a message. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do, I do, I do. Yeah. Put rest in peace yeah. up. I can't help like fucking retweet it and that. You know, I don't even know the guy, but yeah. I just I feel like if I don't. It's all karma. Shit. Of course. That was the best thing about it because it was like Adam Adam was like working in a call centre and he'd won a BAFTA. This isn't right. This kid's this kid's seriously talented. And um and the best thing for us was putting him back on the map, really. Yeah, man. You've right? done something wonderful there and uh, together and hopefully the film will be very successful. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go to the cinema and watch it. I've not been to the cinema for about five years, but I'm gonna go and uh, support this film. Well, we hope everyone does. I mean, it's, it's it's been a weird one because after COVID, like, every, I mean, everyone's got home cinema in their, their house now, haven't they? Is Pretty this much, cinema like. released before anything else? Yeah, so we'll do a cinema release and then I don't know what'll happen. Maybe it'll go on to Sky and then God knows where else, yeah. wherever else they watch yeah, stuff I'll, these days. So it's the, the traditional kind of way you yeah. release film, right? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other, yeah. And then it'll probably end up on, I don't know, Al Jazeera in four years' time or yeah, something. Pornhub. I don't really know Jamie Winston either. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I fucking felt left out. It's all right. So I did meet her at a rave once many years ago, but come on, man, I don't qualify. Well, <laughs> well she still speaks very highly of you. So. Yeah. <laughs> once, I was, funny story, I was at Ray's house with Lois because she's a good mate of mine. She was like, come around like one night, they're having a party. Mm. And we went around and I don't know if you've been there, but in Ray's garden, he's got um, his own bar like in an outbuilding called Ray's Bar. Yeah, and there's like a big neon sign because yeah. he'd always wanted a bar and it's like exactly how you imagine it. There's a little stage with a karaoke set up. There's a bar, you know, and his oh, rule is, his rule, rule is no one is allowed behind the bar but Ray. It's Ray's Bar, right? right so yeah. he's like, and he was in there serving us drinks. Like, it, you know, it's like that's what he wants to do secretly. And he's, he's always been really nice and pleasant with me. And then um, he went to bed and uh, lo- we were all like just fucking around in there getting drunk and all the rest. Oh, he's and then, no, and and then Lois, the Lois, my mate, goes to me, Sam, nip behind the bar and get like, make a couple of gin tonics. I was like, no, nah, Ray said don't. He said no one's allowed behind the bar. You know, he said, said you can make the drinks here, but don't go behind the bar. And she was like, oh, he's fine, he's fine, just do it. I was like, I don't, I don't want to. Like, and she was like, Sam, just go behind. I was like, oh, fuck it. So I go behind the bar, making some gin and tonics. All of a sudden, the barn doors bash open, raising his fucking dressing gown. Looks in and he stops what he's saying and telling us to turn it down. And went, get out from behind my fucking bar. And I was like, ooh, like properly nearly shat, shat in my pants because he's a terrifying man. And I just came out, I was like, Ray, Ray, Ray. Um, Lois said it was fine. And Lois was like, I told him to. And he's like, I told you, no, I'm behind my fucking bar. Genuine, genuine anger. Yeah, proper. And I was like, wow. I thought, Oh God, I'm going to soil my trousers. You yeah, should have yeah. done. You should have let him go back to bed, let him go to sleep, and then half hour later woke him up. <laughs> Sit on the end of his bed, let him cool down. Half hour later woke him up and then apologise. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the properly way to do woke it. Woke him up to tell him you were going to sleep. Yeah, yeah that's well, we, we were, I mean, it's a long, long time ago, we were all like up on, like, I don't know if we were doing pills or something, but we were fucked up. So then we only got to bed at like 
six in the morning and then it was a Sunday. There was like a few of us staying there. Oh, in Lois's room, just sprawled around the floor. Who's Lois? He's Lois's daughter, daughter, yeah. Daughter, yeah and <laughs> you got three. But yeah, and then he barges in the door again and he's like, <laughs> get up, get up, you fucking... He's like, he's like, he's like Elaine, Elaine is what? He's like, she's been in the fucking kitchen all day slaving to make this roast. Like, get up and you fucking eat it. I had like 14 minutes sleep and I was like on a come down, like, oh. You know, like, can't eat a fucking thing. Like trying to tuck into this roast that Elaine had made us. Like, and I'm like, oh God. But you don't, yeah, you don't want to upset him, do you? He's, he's a... I remember what, um, the first time I met Raimondo was. Can um, I just say, every, I, I know I'm stoned, right? Every time you're talking about, you're, you're doing that impression, like, I'm picturing Ant Middleton off SAS. All right. So, I've probably got a bad but, impression. Of I him. Am, like, every time he bursts in the doors, I'm picturing that little fucking Ant Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ant Middleton. And so, so, first I met Raimondo, I was about 18, I think. Right. You know, I've known the family a long time. Yeah. And um, we were at a wedding, and I, I was at the bar, and I was, I'd been drinking all day, and like, and so had Raimondo. And um, yeah. I said, I turned around and I said, Dad, can you lend me a score so I can get some drinks? And Ray went, that's all right, son, I'll give you a score. <laughs> and I went, oh, no, it's, it's all right, it's okay. And, so, and he went, there you go, boy. There you go, have a score, <laughs> have a score there. And he started pushing his score in my hand. I went, no. And he's just like... You could owe I something for I didn't that. want to accept it because because <laughs> it's, it's a score. And that's in like 1998. Yeah, a lot like of When the fucking score was a score, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, no, no. And then he went, oh, all right. He went, I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> I didn't mean to insult you. And then it turned into a little bit of like, I'd upset him by rejecting the score. My money's not good enough for you, is it, Kevin? problem with that then. Don't yeah. take the score, do you? And I was like, I never forgot it. Like, uh, terrifying um, man. <laughs> terrifying <laughs> man, yeah. But, um, Again, the yeah. mistake you made is not letting him die that and half hour later going back to the score. That's yeah. what I should have done, yeah. yeah. It's always the half hour. <laughs> you know what? If I, see him, if I see him again, I might go, Ray, have you got that score? No, it's too late, yeah, and like, yeah. he's, a, he's a real character and, um, and, and got loads of uh, loads of good banter. He's a nice bloke, he is. You just don't want to go behind his bar. Oh, you wouldn't want to you no. wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. Tell me, baby, have you been vabbing? I can't keep my eyes off you. I made a film with um, with uh, Mini Me, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Vern Troyer, his name is. Yeah. I made a, a Keith Rest Lemon. in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, and it was, and I, I made a film with him. It's a Keith Lemon film. Is he nice? He was lovely, but so Keith Lemon, <coughs> Lee Francis, he says to yeah. me, he comes to my apartment one night. He goes, "Yeah, Thor, so I got um, you know, um, <laughs> that Vern Troyer, all like Mini Me. No, he's he's in film with a good mate of mine, so yeah. he wants to have a drink with us later on, so." Just come for a drink with us, um, with me and Vern. And uh, we're, we're, go, we're, in, we're in Belfast, so we're going for a drink in bars, and Vern wants to meet you. So I get down there, and Vern's stand, standing on a table. He's standing on a table. Now, yeah. he is the height of two Coke cans, yeah. or like two of those. So he's like that. I'm not kidding. And I got yeah. in there, and I came up and went, oh, Hi, Vern. How you doing? It's so small. Put my finger in shape, finger up, finger like that. He went, Hold on. I was like, Hi, Vern. He went, Hold on, you get some pussy. <laughs> And I was like, what? And he went, where can I get some fucking pussy, man? I want to get some pussy in this place. I was like, well, look, I mean, I, w I, wouldn't, I wouldn't keep saying, I wouldn't keep saying pussy because it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a sort of, you know, in America, you probably get away with them, but here, you definitely won't get any pussy if you keep saying pussy like that. Yeah. Right? Hey, man, I just want to get some fucking pussy in this place. <laughs> And I want to, we're in Belfast, where's the fucking nightclub, man? I want to go in and get some pussy. And I was like, all right, shh, stop saying pussy, right? And so we were, they got him a bottle of Heineken. They got him a bottle of yeah, Heineken. as big right? as him. And he was literally like me and you, like drinking a keg. Yeah. He was like that. And he was going, he was going, <laughs> 
<laughs> so like one Heineken, he was mangled, absolutely mangled. <laughs> and then, and he had a mobility scooter that was like tailored to him, yeah. right? So he's on this mobility scooter and, and he's like, come on, man, let's, let's fucking get out of here. Let's go to the fucking nightclub, man. We get some pussy, motherfucker. <laughs> like that. So I'm like, come on then. And uh, and Lee's like, no, so taking, we're going to take burn to, 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 to the nightclub. We must go get some pussy or something. So all with me, you, Kelly Brock, we'll all go to the nightclub and get some get some pussy for Vern. And so, so we go in, we go into the nightclub. And I don't know, I was so drunk. I, it was in my drinking days. And yeah. I, I was so pissed. And I, I picked Vern up because he's so tiny. And I threw him up in the air like, <laughs> like you would a, your niece yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. And I just kept throwing him up in the air like that. And all I could hear was the music was really loud. And he just came, oh, and I threw him up in the air. And, and, him up. and then I, I thought he's trying to tell me something. And then I was like, you're right, Vern. What's the matter? And he went, put me down, you motherfucker. And I went, what? And he went, you throwing me up in the air and I'm not a fucking baby. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And I put him on a speaker and I, I, sort of, oh, I, went, I went, what's the matter? What's, what's wrong? He went, you threw me in the air, man, like I'm a fucking baby. I'm not, not going to get any pussy like this, man. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, just, I thought you'd like it. And he went, where the fuck would I like that, man? I was like, I'm so sorry. So... Did he not get any pussy? He, 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 do you know what? He, he did. Of course he did. Yeah. He did. He walked out there well, that evening with loads of loads of girls. Out there. Yeah. The stories I've ever heard. Yeah, mate, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. He was, um, but he was a lovely guy. And yeah, I remember he had a Canadian carer who was this <sighs> massive Canadian guy. <laughs> and the last I saw of Vern was he was being, he was drunk. He was being carried out of this nightclub. <laughs> and and he, you know when you get a builder's bum? Yeah. Like he had a little builder's bum, which is this little tiny baby's bum. Just oh, it's so little cute. tiny baby's builder's bum. Honestly, mate. That was the last thing I saw as he went out of the nightclub. I've that, seen his sex tape. Have you? Yeah. It, I've, not, I've not seen. I mean, that. You don't want to if you know him, but it's like um, it's like a baby fucking a really hot woman. It's dark as fuck. <laughs> That's what mine would be like. If I, if I really well, he was a lovely, he was a lovely man, and um, yeah, I, I was very sad to hear that he'd passed because um, he was a good laugh. You know, he was, um, yeah. and he was pretty rock and roll. Well, yeah. li little guys like you know, not just like that that small, but like Warwick Davis style little little guys. I don't know what the PC term is for them. But they um dwarfs. dwarfs. Yeah. Yeah, because I said I said I said midget in yeah, front of, in front of off, Vern and he went he went ape shit. Yeah. He went, did you just drop the M word? And I was like, What's the matter? What's the matter? He went, Dude, you just said the M word. And I was like, Dude, you just said midget and that is some fucking slang terminology, man. That is really, really offensive. And I went, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Did he called really, it the M word. Yeah. I because at the time I mean this is a long time ago, I didn't know that it was actually an offensive term. Yeah, well but, I thought um, dwarf would be because it's like a myth. Creature, yeah. a dwarf. No, a dwarf isn't. No, no. Right. Um, a, a tree sprite. You mustn't right. call them tree sprites. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Goblin. or elves, Goblin. or goblins, or trolls. I was yeah. in. I was in solo <laughs> once. Do you know that? that I call them midgets. Yeah. Time. Well, well, you like start the M word. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yep. Um, I was in solo once, and we we're in that like dirty, smelly rock bar called Crowbar that's no longer there. <laughs> yeah. And then my mate got kicked out because he was like doing coke in the toilet or something. And then it was summer, so we stood outside in this alleyway. My mate was lying on the floor because he was so fucked. And I was just chatting to my other mates who we were like high and being dicks. And anyway, and this um, M word guy comes around the corner on like a little girl's bike, right? Because he's like it, like, it was the right size for him. He comes out and he was like, You know, I was in Star Wars. I was in fucking Willow, been in a mall. Like, what, that was him. 
He was a background guy in them because oh, they right, just right. they gather a load of them up, don't oh, they? And then they, uh, yeah, they get them, them running got, around. Yeah. A lot of them have got a bit of film experience. Yeah, it's a valid job for them. It supporting is. a supporting artist, a supporting yeah. dwarf. Yeah, he was yeah. one of them, like running around in the background in like like looking for was a he an Ewok and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. He's on this little girl's BMX and he's doing circles like this, like slowly, like cocky showing off, going like, "I was in fucking Star Wars. I was in it." I said, "Oh, you." I said, you know, like, you're small, mate. And he's like, yeah. And I said, is, is, is your dick small? <laughs> you know, like, what happens there? And he's like, no, it's fucking massive. And I was like, all right, sh- should we all get our dicks out then? So we said, yeah, we all got our dicks out. His was miles bigger than everyone's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck, honestly, it was enormous. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, fucking told you. you. Yeah, I, don't know. I was like, well done, man. I, yeah. I was scared of him when I was a kid because I thought they could do spells and stuff. Well, there must be a limit. There's a certain height, isn't there? Under a certain limit, you classify on paper as a dwarf, right? Yeah, yeah. Imagine being, imagine being on the cusp, yeah, uh, just, not just, quite just, a dwarf, <laughs> but not quite. That'd be the worst, yeah. wouldn't it? Because at least if you were if you were small, you could go. You were a dwarf, you go. Fuck it, I'm a dwarf, and I'm a dwarf. But if you were just, yeah, just a, re- a really small <laughs> bloke, <laughs> small yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my best pal was really small, mm. and um, he says it makes me laugh when people talk about racism and all this stuff. He says, and you can't say this, you can't say that. He said, but. No one gives a shit about small people. Mm. It's, like, it's the one uh, that you can just say whatever gingers. you want. And gingers. There's a there's like a movement online, isn't there, of women who are going like, now I'm going to go out with a short guy because like he's, he's going to look after me. No, that's be the so hardest happy. one. If you're a tall yeah. bird, like a big, you know, a tall, a tall five woman. foot ten job. No, yeah. no, way Six taller. Foot, yeah. No, like them really Bigger tall. Than... You know, like being a big lurching kind of woman coming mm. under doors. And... Well, I quite, I quite like nice. tall women, but it's just, yeah. and 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 I, but I, I've just started dating, so I'm like on the on the dating apps, and I notice some of them just say. Don't date me if you're under six foot. And I'm like, uh, that's oh, not great then. But I always find that oh, tall blokes have not, got less not... charisma than mm. short blokes because you've got you've got to work hard. Yeah, you've got to work harder in life. So people might just it just comes too easy to that's them. That's why I'm a bit more boring. Was such a fucking blast. That's why he was a legend. He was a legend. At the extreme end of yeah. being alive. Wow. And that's why. What's wrong? I've got so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Over a billion pounds on drugs. You've been like in the public eye since you were a kid. You were a child actor, weren't you? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know when all the hashtag Me Too stuff was coming out, mm. were you not tempted to out Kermit the Frog for what he did to you on Treasure Island? Well, it was consensual, was so it? Right. Um, it wasn't really a problem. But um, he's still in touch. Miss, but Miss Piggy, I never said yes to her. She's probably she's probably more of a sexual predator, I'd say, than, than Kermit. Then, did you is get it, a payoff from the Henson Corporation? Did you get a big payoff from the from the, from the for the fingering? Um, not 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 really, not really. No, no. no. It was Disney now. Is so, it? So yeah, Disney refused. You should go for him, mate. Refused to pay out. It's, 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 you can go for historic historical sex crimes. Could do, could do. Yeah, if you get skins, go for it. Um, yeah. I was very lucky, actually, as a child, considering I was a child actor, I, I didn't get molested or anything, which is which <laughs> sort of, which yeah. basically made me sort of feel a bit insecure. I was but like, ugly. Because oh, well, to a paedophile, I was an 11. Uh, yeah. right? uh, and then I was blonde hair, You were a cute eyed. little boy. To a nonce, I was a salt. <laughs> if I was a nonce, you know? I would have fingered you right up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen been, you as a kid, you were cute. I mean, oh. it, I mean yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's almost a miracle that nothing yeah. happened to me you know, during those years. Did you go to Hollywood to make that? Uh, no, we went to Shepperton Studios and it was all done inside a studio, a right. green screen. Yeah, maybe the nonces haven't settled in Shepperton yet. Well, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I think it was because I was too talkative, too chatty. I think yeah, I might have spilled the beans, you know. They like the quiet ones. Was it from working with Billy Connolly? 
Amazing. I mean, like on the first day he arrived, so he dies in like page twelve or something. Right. And um, and I remember he he turned up on set, and I could actually quote his stand-up material word for word. Oh, that's so, amazing! And that's exactly what I would do when I sat with him, and he never once told me to fuck off. Yeah, but he was well annoyed. <laughs> but it must have annoyed him. I mean, I yeah. would have found me as a that, as a sort of fourteen-year-old quite overbearing, and mm. um, he was just lovely like the whole time. Yeah. And um, and Ooh, yeah, there, Kevin. But, but the thing with Billy Connolly is everything's got a sense of wonder about it. When he talks to me, he's like, look at that. I mean, somebody made that with their mind. <laughs> look at that. God, beauty, how great is that? Every, everything he found was like, wow, look at this, Matt. Wow, Kermit the Frog. Uh, it was, everything was like with a sense of wonder. And I, you, I wish I could see the world like that. Any voice? Or, uh, like, can you kind of mimic anyone's voice? If I'm around them for a bit of time. Long yeah. and do I, I never actually, I never, I never practice people's voices. You're like, very good. It. I never. But what I'll do is they'll say the only person I ever that I ever actually practiced was Nigel Farage when the BBC said right you're playing Farage yeah. and I was like well he's not someone I'm particularly sort of interested in I, I haven't picked up his voice I said well you better learn it because because you're playing him how do you do that just how just listening you, what, you played him when he was younger no I played Farage when he was like now yeah. so it was called Farage gets his life back it was on BBC two and it you was had loads of like prosthetics on didn't you yeah loads of prosthetics yeah. and. And I and I just couldn't get the voice because with me when I get the voice it's a physicality so like uh, it's not it's not actually a it's not actually the voice it's the physical. You the change your face, yeah. Because when totally. I do them, like if yeah. I do different voices, right? Just and I'm not even to be honest, I'm I'm doing a different. I'm not really impersonating them. I'm mm. just finding a voice that's somewhere near mm. it and then telling a little stupid story. Yeah. So I'm not really doing it. But I think what you do, as I've watched your stuff, like you 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 <laughs> you capture the essence of the person, which is actually harder to do, I think, than a lot of them. Because sometimes you'll listen to people and you go, yeah, that sounds like them. Yeah, yeah. It's not that impressive. But when you actually get inside the nut of the person and then you start mm. to actually say the sort of shit that that person would say, even if it's a grotesque version of what they would say, I think that's more impressive. Well, with Farage, was like I, I, I remember watching like footage of Farage yeah. and I just couldn't get this voice and then I watched him res resign from from UKIP and he comes up to this to the microphone I noticed with his head you obviously won't see this because it's not a visual medium but like he stands there on the microphone he goes right I'm as from today will be leaving UKIP party uh, thank you very much goodbye to have this Hi, not with a head like that all the time. So that's how he pronounces words like that with a purr. Oh yeah, purr that's perfect. So I was thinking, how the how do we get that voice to? Be? Yeah, I'll say you have got it. And so yeah, so but it was a physicality. So you have right, to do right. that head movement to uh, to actually get it out, enunciate. Well, it properly. I mean, it doesn't have to be like that all the time. But I mean, yeah, it does help. It's the purr for no, me. But yeah, but he no, he's, he's got that kind of and and it was and people that are sort of near because he lives in Down or something, which isn't very far from where I grew up. So right. it's kind of I find those harder to do sometimes if they're nearer my own voice mm. they're better if they've got a big a big sort of hook on them but can you do like a northern voice can you do yeah like, yeah i mean well, i can do I, can you do like liam gallagher or something yeah do liam i mean i was out with paddy mcginnis the other night and he's a he's a good mate of mine he's he basically so you know with paddy he go look no 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 hold on now hold on now <laughs> hold on one moment right now what are you talking about like that's, yeah. that's paddy i mean yeah. I, I remember i took paddy for a drink once he we went to the Wolsey. And I said, we'll just go and have some drinks in the yeah. walls. He went, Barman, Barman, I want four black sambukas and I want a lighter because I'm going to light them. <laughs> in the walls, which is on tight, you know, yeah. like Green Park Station. It's beautiful, like, yeah. Yeah, and I stayed, 
Yeah, I'd stay with um, my, a good mate of mine, Steve Coogan. I stay with him at the moment. Heard of him? And, uh, and uh, <laughs> ev- obviously, everyone knows him for Alan Partridge. But yeah. Not many people sort of know what his actual voice is, but he's from Manchester. Yeah. And so Steve would kind it's of from go, North Manchester, isn't he? Yeah, but you know, uh, Steve would be like, um, um, so, um, Cap, <laughs> what have you, have you um, so, so, so basically, um, do you like coffee? Um, I've got loads of coffee. I help yourself, but um, yeah, you know, just just come and hang out at the house. You know, uh, you're more than welcome. Drive the cars. Don't drive the Alfa Romeo. You need special insurance for that. <laughs> but uh, you're more than welcome to use all. Oh, I want to be a friend. Fine. Yeah, no, he's a he's a lovely man. He's a, he's great fun. And oh, then, hold on, is there a way you can insure your car so anyone can drive it? Yeah, I mean it depends, but I mean Steve's really? got Steve's got lovely collects old classic cars right. as well as like new ones. Oh, do you ever borrow the cars? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, That's sometimes it nice. uh, lets Where? me use it. And um, Steve likes to drive quite fast, so I, I prefer it when I'm driving. Mm. But um, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, love him. I discovered the other day that I could do an impression of Warwick Davis. Right, but again, it was a physicality. And, Did you um, have to get down? And I'll more. show you. I'll show you right. So, <laughs> so like it goes you, to get it right. <laughs> and so you come into hi, welcome to. I'm <laughs> oh, you have got to see the way. You got to see his leg. It's all very much like that. It says which famous Roman emperor was well known for making love to his to his nurses? Was it A. Caligula, or was it B. Nero? <laughs> Well done. You're through to the next round. <laughs> but again, it's a physicality, you know. Like once oh. you embody that thing, then it suddenly becomes. I mean, I don't know if I'd ever get away with that. In, no, I I, I, I I just filmed it, but I won't post it anywhere unless you don't want me to. So, have you ever killed anyone, Kev? Yeah, a couple. Just yeah. what this morning, or this, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Never killed anyone. Never killed anyone. And which Pussy. is. Um, uh yeah I, I i've never killed anyone and um yeah. i knew someone once who who had who had accidentally killed someone that's interesting he'd he, someone had said something to his wife <laughs> this is this is the long time ago and he punched him and the guy oh, but no. the guy fell over a wall his head. and fell 40 foot to his death right. so it, it went from being a sort of chivalrous kind of don't speak to my wife like that you you, you to scoundrel to sort of like i've killed a man Oh, fuck. How, how did he cope with that? Um, well, that? I don't think he talked about it very much and just sort of buried it like lots of people did in the old days. Yeah. But, did he um, go to prison? I don't know, you know. I don't think he did. I think it was like... Because it, it was like... It was clearly... <laughs> it was clearly... He didn't mean to kill someone, but... Um, but still, I think if you punch someone and then they whack their head on the floor and they die... Yeah. Like, yeah, I think you go, you get manslaughter charges. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, hap- to that be happens honest, a lot the, now. The charge should be a punch. It's not my fucking fault where your head bounced. That went halfway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Problem. But you, 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 you made his head fall on the floor. Some, sometimes you've got to chin someone. Yeah, yeah. I know. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes some people to, need right? a punch. That's a very. Oh, that's, that's such a working class thing. That is, it's, mm. it's true. Like, I, I had no choice. Yeah. I had no choice. I had no choice. But it, it's true. It's like mm. if you no, come... people hide behind the fact that they you can't chin them. Well, mm. But I remember once I was in an I was in a, a, a members not I'd been in, I'd been in a members club in Soho and then it kicked out about three o'clock and then we're doing that thing we trying to find a late drink and there was a mm. bar called Jerry's Bar. Right. I don't know if it's open anymore. It's on Dean Street. And I got down into Jerry's bar and there was some singing, some bad sort of singing going on. Yeah. And uh, I was with a couple of Probably girls. Probably me. It might have been. Yeah. And I was with a couple of girls and I was standing there and I suddenly, uh, like the singing was so bad that I was kind of, I was being a bit flippant and I was laughing at it. Mm. And this bloke, he was done up, he was old. Like he was properly old. He was like 70 right. plus, right? Mm. And he went, do you mind? He went, can you keep your voice down, please? I'm trying to hear the young lady sing. <laughs> and I went, you what, mate? And he went, 
I said, can you keep your voice down? I'm trying to hear the young lady <laughs> That's sing. That's so just keep it down, we And I went, I went, all right, mate. I went, and I was just being leery. Yeah. I was old. And he turned round and he just gave me a dry slap. Fucking a hell. dry slap. That's like yeah. Reggie Cray or something. I was a 28-year-old man and he just went bang. Oh, that's like that. a silencer. And, he got, and it, and it, it oh. completely sobered me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 I, and it wasn't like I was... I don't know what it was. It was an instant respect. I asked you kindly. And no one got hurt. No one got hospitalised. Yeah. yeah. It, no one was spiteful. He gave me a place. dry slap. And I and you know what? I just went right. Uh, yeah. I'm going home. Good night, everyone. That's yeah, but, um, that's me over. And I actually went home. And I thought I wish he was around all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get to that point where I'm just in, I'm yeah. just in free fall chimpanzee. Just being annoying. Just yeah. a dry slap. Off you go, and, and and you know what? I never forgot that. I, ne- I never mm. forgot that. That and to, and the the front that guy had to give a seventy plus year old man to give a twenty eight year old. He wasn't a big guy either. He's probably he old, a old school guy. gangster or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that was it. I mean, I mean, I mean it was like when he slapped me, I felt yeah, you know, all the murders that he committed yeah. in that one slap. You know, <laughs> his big I hands. Need, I need that guy now and again. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone does. We I should... think everyone does. I'm gonna. Yeah. Do you know what I'm gonna do when we leave here as a favour? Yeah, slap someone out. Yeah. <laughs> well, at some point in your life, you needed that. So it's yeah. a slap. <laughs> I've done you a favour. Hello, it's Wayne in the career. You're listening to Reverse Cowboy. I'm rubbish at fighting, but I, I used to always get in fights, but I would never fight back. I just wind people up. It's like winding people up like in my twenties. That is basically why I don't drink anymore. I know I don't it wasn't because I couldn't stop drinking, it was because someone is gonna kill me. That is right. that's that's how that was that you was turned into a I little stopped. cunt. Yeah, but no, it was just because I just annoyed everyone. I mean I yeah. just I just found that I dr- I attracted lunatics when I was drunk. Yeah. And so I just said, You can't you just need to keep your wits about you more. Mm. And that was why I stopped. And because I just felt like it wasn't I was going to sort of, you know, drink myself to death or something. Or I end yeah. up on a park bench. It was that someone somewhere is going to kill me right. because I'm so annoying when I'm drunk. You know, yeah. that was that was how it was going for me. So like, and that's then, why you stopped. And that's why I stopped. And I find now that it just doesn't happen anymore. It just literally doesn't happen. When you first quit, when you're going out socialising and stuff, because I, I, I have to have a drink to be asked to talk to some people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how did you get around that? Like, do you still go out to the pub? Do you still? Yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, I, I, my, so my mates were my good mates who said to me, you're, you're three pints in anyway as a person. Yeah. You know, so if You've I have got three energy, pints, yeah. I've had six. Yeah. You know, so I would just go, right, well, I'm three pints in. And, and, and I think it's like, you just tell yourself, I stopped drinking because I wanted to improve my social yeah. life. I didn't want to, I didn't want to sit there being the, you know, no one wants a witness at the end of the day. No. Because you know, that, that's the problem you you find with a lot of your mates is that you start going out and they're like, well, he doesn't drink anymore, so don't invite him to this, don't invite him to that. Yeah. Whereas I didn't want to sit there and be a witness. So I just thought, right, I'm just going to throw myself in mm. and I'm just going to go for it and I'm not going to, you know, we'll see how that goes. And, and it's still fun. Still fun for me. I mean, yeah. I don't, I mean. What do you mean by a witness? Well, no, well, if you're sober, you're a witness. You know, to everyone else. Oh, really? Yeah, do you know what I mean? So okay. if, you're, if you're sitting there and you're sober and everyone's mashed, then then people become paranoid that you're not drinking. And mm. I find that a lot with um, oh, yeah, no, going out on dates and stuff. And then, and yeah. then you say, actually, I'm all right. I don't, I don't drink. And they're like, 
we don't drink and they can see the panic because they think they face. can't drink then oh. yeah but I like drunk so I, I mean it doesn't bother me I mean good like, job you're here yeah a, a woman told me the same story six times the other night on a night out literally within six minutes and, and I don't yeah. it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me at all mm. I, I actually like drinkers I like people getting drunk I find that you know I prefer those people to someone who said I've just never really liked the taste oh. and I've never I just I've got no affinity with those people at all so I do like drinkers and drug addicts and whatever I think yeah, I like the right place, mate. I mean I see like alcohol I mean is sort of a beginner's drug I mean there's much yeah. better buzzes now available to everyone else yeah. you know and, and like you, you can literally get whatever drug you want how long have you uh, been clean from I, the devil I've not drank piss. for four years and um, mm. and and for me, it was just like I just preferred not drinking. Yeah. All the work got done, it, you know, all my relationships with all my pals, and everything everything just improved. So I was like, "That's it. I'm just parking the drink up." I never drank at home. I never woke up and had a drink or anything no. like that. But if I met if I met a pal in the street and he said, "Do you want to go for a pint?" I'd go on the missing list. No, like that. That's how it used to work with me. And I, and I used to do that thing where I go, "Right, come on, three pints." It's impossible. Home. Could never do it. No. I could never achieve it. And I, well, I lived in Brighton as well. I lived in Brighton for about yeah. 16 years. I could never get that last Next train. minute you're sucking a cock. <laughs> and it's only half past seven. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I am not even off the train yet. <laughs> so much, there's so many other things that are available to people. And people just do drink as the one they kind of like, go, yeah. oh, that's the one everyone does. It's the legal one. You mm. just get sucked Cultural, into it. Yeah. And I don't even want to fucking drink, but before you know it, you're drinking. It's mad that that one, just because 500 years ago, someone said that one's all right. It's like, yeah. where that we go, all right, that one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cowboy. But I've been microdosing magic mushrooms and I'm going to carry on doing that. That's like a nice little buzz. It has zero negative effects on your body. It's lovely. I mean, my, I mean, mushrooms. I mean, I, I've tried mushrooms, and I just thought, what's what's the negative thing here? I mean, like, nothing, they're amazing. Yeah. Unless I you mean, eat millions of them, and then you like you see you see the devil. The best feeling in the world, better than anything for me, is when you can't <laughs> can't stop laughing and your ribs are hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you had me that was yeah. when he was doing the Vern Troyer yeah. shit, yeah. chucking him in the air and that. Yeah, that is the best feeling in the world. Mushrooms <laughs> is for me the only drug I've ever tried that does that. Uh, yeah. So. Absolutely! What are the it's the best drug. Wrong with them. But mushrooms will push you to whatever you need. So if you're tired, mm. it'll make you tired. If you if you're happy, it'll make you happy. So it'll push you to that place wherever you need to go. I've got a, a friend who's, who's who's a Western doctor, and he's now no, no longer a Western doctor. He, he's gone into he's a shaman now, and he's doing these ceremonies. And he said, I can't. I used to love taking mushrooms, but I can't actually do them anymore. Because they make me so melancholy. So they put you into a trauma state, whether that be in childhood or whatever. You're sat in that place. So 
I had a great childhood. So it's mm. kind of like it doesn't really make apart from really the fingering from apart from the fingering, Kermit, but, but yeah. I enjoyed that. I yeah. enjoyed that, you know. So you know got lovely fingers. Yeah, exactly. You know, some people were adverse to it and I I, I enjoyed it. If I'd got to Michael Jackson's Neverland and I I was so obsessed with Jackson when I was a kid, he was like God to me, I would have been like, Take do do whatever you want to my asshole, Michael. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I fucking love you. Well like, it's like well, well, I, well Macaulay Culkin is the same age as me yeah. and well I, I was in Mother <laughs> Treasure Island and, and I was a child at start and so was Macaulay Culkin and when I saw that Macaulay Culkin was hanging out at the Neverland Ranch, yeah. I was thinking, well, Where's what's my wrong invitation? with me? What's wrong with me? Yeah, we covered this earlier. If Jackson looked at that film, looked at Treasure Island, and went, "No, I don't think I want him." Yeah, he, he's going to talk. <laughs> he's yeah, a talker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got it. those British teeth. They look yeah. weak. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why he went for Culkin. Got, got those flaky teeth. I'd, yeah. have, I'd have been bang on the Jesus juice. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he called his cum duck butter, didn't he? Duck butter. Yeah, he's like, get the duck butter out. Wow. Yeah. He's quite inventive with, with his names. Yeah. Yeah. Very romantic. Do, do you remember Michael Jackson mystery drink? No. There was a drink, right? And it was like in a, a sort of Red Bull-sized can. And they used to sell it in like weird shops like uh, Home Bargains and stuff. When I was like 12, you go in there and it was Michael Jackson mystery drink and he was on the front. That's and fucking it, disgusting. And it, and it was flavour mystery. Don't know. Don't no, know. no. Don't know what it is. And you're drinking, you're like, I can't <laughs> fucking tell what this is. <laughs> it's like duck just duck butter flavor. Yeah. Duck butter, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah. I, it was nice, though. I liked it. Yeah. Duck butter. Reverse cowboy. What about people who, who battle other addictions as well? Oh, no, what about enough? Well, there's plenty. Up. There's plenty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I mean I bet, I just, like, I'm a gambler, right? Right. So okay. I'm dealing with that. Yeah. Well, that's a tough one. Fuck but, me, well, is it? Well, so, well, the gambling is a really yeah, tough yeah, one. But, I, I've, you've never but it's beat, all the same. You've never beaten it, but I've beaten it. So I completely mm. understand. That's why I'm kind of engrossed in it. How do you fucking, how many, how many, how many things have I got to battle with? Really? Well, About this is it. Four. Well, this is it. So I only smoked when I drank, and I put down the booze and the drugs for five years. I didn't even have a paracetamol, but but the fags. They came they on full yeah. and full, and and and, and I'd yeah, be smashing every day for about fucking twenty years. Well, there we go, and it's you know you're doing something. It's like you put your finger on a, on on a hole in a in a pipe, and then it, the, the the water comes out yeah. somewhere else. It's the, it, it's the pressure. So so what it is is stop saying that. Oh, it's that is the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. By the way, that is pointing at his head. When you sorted that, was that through the twelve steps? Yeah, I, I never used. A, I did attend GA. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I personally found that I talking about it made me want to do it. Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, sitting yeah, in a room yeah. of, of getting his talk. Basically, GA for me is showing off contest. Yeah. Like who lost the most money? Yeah, of course. And you yeah. kind of leave there thinking, yeah. fucking hell, I wish yeah. I had that bet. Gamblers Anonymous is one that fascinated me the most because what gamblers are addicted to is losing. Yeah. No. There's an amazing scene in, in a film called Two for the Money. So it's an underrated film. It's Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino. Yeah. So you, you should. It's, it's an amazing film, but Al Pacino does a speech at a GA meeting. Specifically about gambling addiction. I mm. thought you might have seen it the way you said that, but you are. You're addicted to nearly losing. Yeah. Nearly losing. Well, if you imagine the chemical reaction right. that goes through your body when you lose, like like the, the, the pain, the grief. But that is a hit of something. Right. It, it might not be. Fucking it might not hell. be a nice hit, but it's a. It, and obviously, they're addicted to winning as well, because that's also a hit. But it's 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 to feel. It's to change the way you feel. Yeah. So the reason I drank was to change the way I felt, because the way where I was in my resting moment was was I was restless, irritable, and discontent. So I needed something. 
yeah. take me away from that. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a muscle. Like, you know, you know Wim Hof, everyone's sitting yeah. in the Wim Hof ice, ice bath. That, in a nutshell, is what it is. The reason why Wim Hof works is mm. because when you're sat in a bath of ice, you're yeah. in your trauma state, you, you want to change. You can sit in that bath of ice for a, a minute, two minutes, three minutes. It will help you in your normal life when you're sitting there thinking, I feel yeah. triggered, I'm thinking about that, I don't mind about that, I feel anxiety. And that's what it is. Right. Sitting in that place without acting out on it. And it's like a muscle. And do you know what? I go out now, I don't even see drink. And oh, yeah. as someone who loved the drink anymore. That's so good. It's invisible to me. What, <laughs> what do you think happens when you die, Kev? Um, I think when you die, I think that your soul, your energy goes into the atmosphere and is re, re sort of gurgitated into some other form. Because that's what I think. It's energy. Well, have you ever seen a corpse? Yeah. Uh, like after, just after it, the person's. I was died? with my. I was with my nana when she died. I she, we knew she was dying, but I was holding around like so. Yeah. Story. Yeah. And and it's instant. Like you can see that like something goes. It's not there anymore. No, she wasn't there anymore. It was like a that was like a shell. Yeah. It's like a vessel. It's yeah. a vessel for the for the energy. Yeah. So yeah. I can I can believe that, but I don't necessarily know if it goes somewhere other than just into the atmosphere. You know? So but if do you I think, died in yeah. this room now, yeah. which is which is you know possible, possible yeah. you know. You you would you could you could inhale you could inhale my energy. So when your energy leaves you when you die mm. in in a minute, um, like does it just dissipate into the atmosphere and like a little bit of it will go into a tree, a little bit will go into, or does Kev pop up again as like a, a flower? Well, I don't know. I mean, why don't don't you know? Well, I shouldn't know really. I <laughs> yeah. reckon Brian Cox but, would know, but I mean, I I think I think that that energy just gets reformed into yeah. something else. That's what I think. Uh, that, but yeah. I don't have any fear of death at all now. Yeah, I'm half looking forward to it, to be honest. Did yeah, you? Not? I'm ready for the long sleep. My mate died when I was about twelve, and and it was the first time. Why did you kill him? Um, well, it was it was mostly the panini stickers. He, he kept on stealing. Need need need. Yeah, no, but he he died, and uh, and yeah, I remember thinking, shit. We can die. It was a really like a big moment in my life. Where I just thought, "Fuck!" You're just suddenly aware of mortality. Reverse cowboy. Um, so what's what's next for Ke Kev Bishop? Um, well, do you know what? It's funny, really. Dating. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know what I don't really know what's next. There's a massive crossroads in my life because right. my my marriage of sort of 21 years is at an end. So I'm now into sort of new pastures, and it's not yeah. what I wanted at all. But like, I'm I'm in that place it now happens. where I'm like, shit. You know, mm. 42, and I, I had my first date aged 42. Wow. And um, it was you. a fucking disaster. Really? Um, yeah, one of the worst experiences of my life. And I, at that point, I thought, this is such a bad date that I'm just going to be a Jesuit monk and I'm not going to do it anymore. Was that because like you were so like freaked out by it because you've been with your ex for so long? And, or was it was it just because they were a cunt? No, it was, we were just completely incompatible, right. me and this person. And um, I remember she brought me back to her flat and she said, uh, don't open the doors or the windows because the cats will get out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. And she went, these are flat cats. I went, oh, okay, they look like flat cats. And she, she went, just, just be careful, just don't open the door because if you open a window or door, they'll get out onto the road and they'll die. And I said, what is this then, Meowschwitz? <laughs> and, and she just looked at me yeah. and she just didn't sort of break didn't a smile it. at all. And I just thought, this is a tough crowd. Yeah, this is, is going to be difficult. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And then, and so the, I walked out of that date and I thought, well, this is shit. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do this anymore. And, it was the only, and I actually just sort of wished I drank, actually. But then I thought, no, I'm going to persevere. And Good subsequently, man. I've had loads of other dates and they've all been brilliant. Yeah, so, I, I've yeah. got a, 
a lovely friend who would love to date you actually nice fella <laughs> lovely guy no my mate she's she's very attractive and she's uh, very lovely but yeah she's very funny I think you two would get on oh great send, yeah. her, send her my way I mean I met my wife I was 20 years old I met her at a house party and that was it I have no idea about this world of, of dating and how wow. far it's moved on but it's like it's like literally ordering a fucking pizza now and I always think like if there was a thing on that app where they could hear yeah. what people say when they're looking at your photograph like mine is literally like no no fuck off no yeah, no yeah. no what fucking yeah. hell no 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 I mean can you imagine if they could hear the audio response Leo oh, came up with this idea the other day where he said like an amazing like terrorist attack from like China would be if they just made everyone's private information like everything you've got on your phone mm. if they made it all public the minute the internet opens and it comes out on the telly like I said to yeah. my man here everyone would just scatter it would take a few minutes everyone would make a few memes out of it first and before you know it like the whole world every family has just scattered to different corners of the rooms while they go through each other <laughs> then yeah. you start hearing cars going up the road yeah. people's getting their shit with OHC yeah. But, yeah. It, but in a way Society it might collapse. be that quite sort of thing where it's like look no one's perfect yeah like no one's perfect everyone does something that probably their partner wouldn't like yes I've or... got a 16 year old girlfriend you know I'm not perfect one of one of the guys in the band actually um, he, he put me up against the wall once and he said if you don't take those hands down there's a good chance you'll never use them again um, right well say goodbye now but thanks yeah, so great. much for coming in Kev yeah, like, listen, you're I'm a legend a, yeah I agree thank yeah, you so much let's go get some pussy man <laughs> <laughs> watch um, another hood. Some, some other hood. Some other hood. Sorry. But watch another hood by all means, but but it, watch some no, other hood. Don't watch yeah. that one. Watch the new one. <laughs> Reverse cowboy. Pretty, please like and subscribe. We love you, shaggers. Kiss, kiss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.